0: Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee, In terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cruiser, hello. Welcome to Rob Ryan Red, the Wrexham podcast brought to you in association with Red 10 People Development. And as you probably heard there during the intro, now part of the Talk Sport fan network as well. We are the official and podcast of TalkSport ahead of the new season. They've partnered with a podcast from each EFL club, and we're delighted to say we've been selected as the Wrexham podcast. What that means is nothing will change at all. There might be an advert in the middle, and you'll hear that at the start and the finish. Other than that, it's business as usual. Naif, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm very thrilled about the
1: whole talk sport thing. Yeah, it's, it's, been, a, it's been, a great, been a great ride, great fun covering Wrexham as, as a podcaster, as a fan. For much longer but as a podcaster and uh, yeah and the best thing is nothing nothing really will change so we can just keep talking our usual rubbish or usual goodness whatever you, whichever way you want to dice it up Uh I'm all right they're nice and sunny I'm just I, I thought Rexham's summer would be a little bit busier by now I know I know it's early in the window and and all that sort of stuff I know we've had the kit I know Ben Foster is staying on maybe I'm getting a bit greedy maybe I've been spoiled by you know, Sean Brisley or Liam McAlinden as our first signings
0: through the door. But uh, no, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. I mean, I suppose, Naif, we're going to discuss it anyway, but I suppose you could say Ben Foster is the first signing, isn't he? I know maybe it feels like an extension of a player who was already here, but, you know, I understand the Rexham are looking at a few faces this summer. We're doing work in, in the background to bring you news on them, but I think a lot of the summer business did hinge on getting the goalkeeper situation sorted nice and early. And having Ben Foster signed up now, he said in his vlog, didn't he, in his podcast this week, that Rob and Ryan were putting him into WhatsApp groups, begging him to stay stay cornering him. You know, really making a a strong effort to to keep him at the club. He's done it now. He, He said, you know, to the back end of last season he had, he'd made his mind up really. We've done a YouTube video, by the way, on this talking in more more detail so rob ryan red on youtube if you want to get our full thoughts on ben foster but i suppose Nate, that is a bit of business that's being overlooked a little bit because we already had ben foster and he's staying for another year
1: yeah it was so confusing wasn't it because like i say it it kind of dragged on and the more you dragged on the more you thought well maybe he hasn't like maybe he's decided he's got all these media commitments and maybe he's not going to do it and then some people were saying well no they're it's just being dragged out to make a big splash, make a big announcement. Wait until after Soccer Aid, which he played in on Sunday. Um, I don't know if you, Rich, I don't know if you watched Soccer Aid. I saw, I saw snippets of it. He was mic'd up during the game and, and talking through, like talking to the um, to the commentary team while he was in goal. I know, obviously, Soccer Aid is a lighthearted um, match, charity match, and it, it wouldn't be in a real game. But could you imagine if? Players were mic'd up in matches and just kind of, especially goalkeepers where you could be really busy, really quiet. And in the quiet moments, they were just chatting away to the commentary team. I thought it was
0: real, I thought it was strange, but I thought it was kind of that. That I don't, would I, I need. No, I, I just want them to get on with it to us. I mean, I, I, well, that's what I liked about the doc, though, was getting the behind the scenes stuff, here in Parky's enthusiasm. Yeah. And yeah, it yeah. gets me excited for season two coming up because obviously we know that the ending's a lot happier, but there's going to be some very tense moments there and we get to see. Players who, who they are, but yeah, I think Soccer Aid was boiling a lot of piss, wasn't it? Because they kept on referring <laughs> to Ben Foster as Ryan Reynolds' as mate. It was because it, it was so sort of family orientated and you know feel good. There was just lots yeah. of crap and cheap sort of jokes and lines about Wrexham in there. But you know, we're we're, we're worldwide, we're massive, so it's it's a novelty that's never really going to wear off, isn't it? And you know, like we said, I think Ben Foster signing this extra year means that Wrexham can now focus on getting the the other deals done. I'd expect it and maybe understand it to sort of be five faces in, maybe even including Foster in that. I think we're just going to be cherry-picking right. a few starters and a few players to bolster out the squad. It's not going to be a massive overhaul. It's not going to be a wild summer. But from someone I've spoken to just in terms of sort of recruitment on a day-to-day basis in football in general, he said that he's heard Wrexham are being noisy this summer. They're certainly... Making their presence known behind the scenes, trying to scout out potential transfers, and you know, there's was one, wasn't there, in Ben Foster's vlog this weekend. He said that uh, he did he offer a role to Nanny, basically former United winger. He offered a chance to come to North Wales, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, where would I don't think Nanny would
1: fit as a as a wing back. Where would he even play? If he, let's just say let's just live in a fantasy land that Nanny, the the Portuguese ex-Man United winger. Um, Fancied a little trip to, because Nanny was kind of so, like yeah, like why not? Like let's see what happens. This is from Ben Foster called him a liar. Soccerade vlog, vlog, so- 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 soccerade vlog, and it's been picked up by lots of the nationals. And sure, you can see the clip on Twitter of yeah, Foster, um, you know, selfie video, uh, joking alongside Nanny that Nanny doesn't have a club, is free agent, and would he fancy a little swan song in Wrexham? I'm I'm personally not sure he's getting ahead of Jacob Mendy, so I'm going to say. It's it's a it's, it's oh from me on. How old is Nanny, Do we reckon? What do you reckon he is? I'll look for you now. Thirty-five. I reckon yeah. he's thirty-eight. He's playing for Melbourne Victory last he's, summer. He's thirty-six years old. In November will be thirty-seven. So there you go. Th- I mean, younger than Ben Foster. Again,
0: though, Rexham have ben been Foster. keen to ensure that they're not becoming sort of totally. a retirement home for the elderly sort of Premier League legends. I think. I think. I think as well, Rich. I think like the
1: club are very good at keeping their business under wraps. You know, most of them, we don't know their business that that, that they want to do. Brisley, maca- you know, in previous years, we haven't known the players. I think there's legitimate interest or there has been at least in Alfie May. Saw this week that Charlton agreed a fee for him. Doesn't mean necessarily the deal's done. He's obviously in demand. Um, Gillingham McKee and Alfie May as well. Gillingham getting Johnny Williams. Did you oh, see the Johnny
0: Williams today? I, yeah. what did you make of that? Would you, you fill us in, you fill us in. Johnny Williams, you know Wales hero fans love him Johnny Esther you know a real nice lad uh or maybe not as the story goes he was set to sign for Bradford City today that is Wednesday when we're recording this uh they had everything agreed with him a medical was were penciled in for midday on Wednesday and they were going to avail unveil him in the evening about five o'clock or six p.m. um he was offered more money and you know they had him up in his hotel they had, him, they had him had him ready for Johnny Williams to sign everything was in place um And on the morning, he phoned them up, well, his agent phoned them up and said, actually, we're going to sign for Gillingham instead. So Bradford City, who had had paid for joining Williams to stay in Leeds in a hotel, (laughs) they'd got everything set up for the transfer. At the very last second, he's reneged and gone to sign for Gillingham instead. And I suppose, even looking ahead to next season, Dave, Gillingham are going to be a really tough day to compete with. They are spending a lot of money. And I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that they had their own investment midway through last season. Loads of money Mm. went into the club. And post their own takeover, they were second in the form table, I believe, in in League Two. They really hit the sort of top form. And I think they will be as big as anyone, the the test for Wrexham next season. We can't even escape the form table from you in the off season. Never mind the
1: actual season, Gillingham Gillingham will, because a couple of lads at work who are big Gillingham fans, their American investment, they'll they'll splash the cash. They'll, they'll, They'll be one of the teams that go for it. On the Johnny Williams front, I would be charging him if I was Bradford. I mean, I was told that he'd been to Marquise's house, had multiple conversations about the move, was all set, basically. They were prepping the, the media um, for the the evening unveiling. I mean, surely Bradford are going to charge him for that hotel room. Or do you charge Gillingham? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what you... Surely someone has to pay for it. There's not Bradford. Um, but I do I do enjoy these kind of... It's, it's never really wrecks now. I, I kind of like looking on from afar at these... You know, um, chaotic transfer dealings. If, you... if we can say one thing about Les, if we, if we uh, yeah, maybe. All right. Well, I'll say, I'll say, sort of, if, if, of the Les Reed era when Les Reed's really been at the tiller, controlling like the the and Sean Harvey as well has been been negotiating the deals. I think largely, especially our incomings have been hiccup free. Um, and I think that's testament to those that the they both can keep it under wraps. And, I mean, that's obviously frustrating to fans because they want to know all the links and, and and things like that. But club do a good job. And and I think the main thing is about contract extensions and keeping players. Goalkeeper was one. I am surprised, as I sort of said on, on, in, in the YouTube video, that we've got three players that at any one time have been Wrexham's number one. And I believe that they will believe they can be Wrexham's number one again. Um, what does that mean in terms of, you know, there's not one youngster there you know, they're all the other side of 30 Ben Foster's 40 Do one of those get moved on it's interesting now that Foster sta- signed on obviously Layton was already under contract Howard from winning promotion got a new deal or do you think they, they those three can coexist and, and I don't know one or suck up games and one just won't play and will be there as a as a
0: kind of cheerleader and, and ready to play if needed it's fascinating and I mean, next week's podcast, just a warning for you now, will be a day later because the fixtures being announced. Next Thursday, we'll have the EFL fixtures, we'll have the Papa John's Trophy fixtures and the first round of the Carabao Cup all draw. We'll know all those fixtures uh, as of next week. And like you said, that I think there's got to be a designated cup goalkeeper next season. For me, that is Rob Lainton. Ben Foster's got to play the league matches. He's already said... Um, that you know he's got a special agreement where I think he gets three days off a week. So if Rex and play on a Saturday, he'll get the Sunday Monday off, train Tuesday, have the Wednesday off, and then match preparation. Obviously, that's different when we play Saturday Tuesday. But a typical week, he'll be getting three days off. Um, so you know that's just part of the agreement to keep him at the club for another year. And then you've got Mark Howard again, who's an anomaly because, uh, as we said last season, you know he was. The number one for the majority of it, and he was integral to the promotion-winning campaign. Yes, he didn't get us over the line himself, but he played a huge part in in doing so. he's still a top goalkeeper, and you know he didn't come to Wrexham to retire. He came here to be playing matches and to be winning trophies, and he's done that. He's, he's won promotion, but you know he's thirty-six. Yes, he might not have much more football left in his career, but I think he still wants to be playing next season if he can do so. Maybe a loan might suit him if, if if the right opportunity came about because I do think it's unsustainable as a dynamic having three keepers of that quality on your books. And I know Mark Howard's reputation might not be as, as high as it was this time last year, but he's still a top goalkeeper. He's proven he can do it in the National League. He's proven he can do it in League Two before as well. So, yeah, interesting one to watch that, I think, and fascinating to see how Parky deals with it because, like you said, Nave, a key part of Wrexham's success. Yes, money's played a big... Big role, but it's the fact that we've got Parkey and his ability to man-manage players, to keep everyone happy, to have that competition for places, and just to ensure that no one is resting on their laurels, really. If you're not good enough, you're not going to play, and it's ruthless, it's relentless, but it breeds success, so I think, if anything, as we say, it's becoming a catchphrase, isn't it? In Parky, he's proven himself to <laughs> yes. to know far more than us about football and matters, and I'm but sure he'll make the right decision this summer as well. Rich, in the balance of fairness,
1: because I've obviously said on multiple occasions about the commercial element for Foster, does the same not apply to Mark Howard, who is committing a lot of time, energy, resources to his podcast, which I think is a great success and has been a great success, yours and mine away. you know, got some stellar guests on there aaron ramsdale arsenal goalkeeper Um Lawrence vigory who's just been promoted with Leighton orient you know lots david of yeah. prominent goalkeepers david Raya, sorry yeah yeah yeah. They might. i think david seaman might have been on as well um you know lots of i mean check that out if you haven't it's great uh insight and goalkeepers obviously foster's been on there as well um you know attaching yourself to wrexham brings obvious commercial benefit and i think in the balance of fairness i can't Say it, that it's only foster that the the benefits from that from Howard's point of view. I would be surprised if he was itching to leave the club. I can see what you're saying about he'll want to play first and foremost, but Wrexham is a very unique situation. That at the end of your career, you know you've got to be looking to the future as well. And if he wants to go down the media route, surely sticking with Rexham is a is a more interesting prospect. It's Rob Lainton that I'm more interested in because. You know, I would have had no qualms going into the season with Rob Lainton as number one. I understand others would have done, um, but yeah, others would have done it in the sense that they wouldn't have trusted his body to have stood up to the task of what is it, forty-six games plus cups. Um, but but quality-wise, on his day, there's no there's no question that Rob Lainton is a number one goalkeeper capable of playing in League Two. Um. But it's whether he, you know, what you're saying about the cup games, designated cupkeeper, there's no get, I mean, you could go out of the Cairo Cup in round one and not make it out of the group in the Papa John's. So that's what, three, four games total? And that might be it if you're the designated cupkeeper. FA Cup, you might get one game. You you know, obviously there's no guarantee being the cupkeeper. So one to watch, I think. I'm thinking that none of them will be itching and pushing to leave. Um, but it's an in- it's still interesting to watch. I think that that goalkeeping dynamic now.
0: Nathan, it's been a busy week away from the pitch, though, for Rex. we've had the new shirt released, record sales uh, on Monday. I know that, that was a pre-orders of the new kit new ticket prices announced as well and the announcement of a ticket exchange scheme should we start with the kits then i mean first of all what do you make of Rexham's new home kit for upcoming season with united on the front
1: i i don't mind it i think i again it's, it's it's all about perception on the image i like the dragons uh i'm just does it seem high to you that sponsor or is it am, am i just again my my perception might just be wrong on the image, but it does seem so high up the the shirt, the sponsor. Um, I know there was a lot of talk about would it be United Airlines, would it be just United? It's got the the logos or the globe. Um, I, I mean, I don't really mind it to be to be totally honest. And there's been a bit of pushback on the collar. Um, I do prefer a full collar, um, kind of old school. But yeah, I mean, I, if I give it, if I was giving it a mark, I'd say seven out of ten. Um,
0: uh, it's no, one of those things it, that. For me. The, what happens on the pitch so often dictates the success of a shirt anyway because this time last year I, I wasn't that first on the home kit but by the end of the record-breaking right. promotion campaign I really wanted to get my hands on one I did in the end but yeah, I think it will grow on as as it goes on yeah, it's an, another nice design I think, you know, being being very picky if we all complain about kits, aren't we? I suppose, for fans we've got to have something to complain about, haven't we? <laughs> Rich, what what what's been your
1: favourite kit of the takeover so far then because we've had if i quickly run through then we had the first tiktok red we had um the white third kit and what was the what was the awake season?
0: Green.
1: oh yeah philly green so there's the first three then we had obviously the red one from last season the blue awake kit, the blue away kit and then the white was the third again wasn't it, it was the third kit so that's five kits this one, and then there's a white one and a black one, which haven't been publicly released yet. But of the first six,
0: what's what's getting your number one spot? I love the sky blue one, I, I really like the design of it. Clean, it's simple. Wow. Yeah, it's I would really not like pick that for you. I
1: would not have picked that for you. I would not have gone with that for you. They're all nice. Oh, wow. Okay, why?
0: I they are, like but the why, why specifically yeah. the blue one? I mean, why does anyone like anything? It's It was just nice. I like and the it design, is- it's simple. Clean cut, no nonsense. Yeah, I like it.
1: Nice. I was going to go with the first TikTok home shirt. Uh, The Arsenal. Something about that kit. I just, yeah, I just really like that kit. Um, just it, it just looks very nice. You know, eight point five out of ten for me on that one. Um, and the white one, I think as well is, I know kind of bad memories from that FA Trophy final against Brom. Did we wear white that day? Pretty sure we did, didn't we? Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's been some good kits. I, I think overall the United kit, um the, the United Airlines sponsored kit is is fine. I, I don't think it's it's too egregious to be honest. In
0: terms of sales then, eight thousand six hundred home shirts sold on opening day. That's for pre orders. Wow. To put that into context, the club only ordered two thousand seven hundred and fifty shirts both home and away. Across the entire season before the takeover, so Rexham sold what nearly not not maybe three and a half times more shirts on opening day than he did throughout an entire season before the takeover, which is absolutely and is that and rich is that not
1: and is that not minus all those that pre-ordered with their season ticket as well? I mean, yeah, it wasn't totally them, yeah. clear, but I think it was. I th- I, thought, I think it was minus the so let's just say there's how many season ticket holders? Seven thousand there, six and a half thousand or something. 7,000? More? Don't know. So there's around 7,000, I think. Um, so let's just say half of those ordered a red home kit. Over t- over 10,000 home shirts already sold.
0: Mad. Crazy. Absolutely mad. club also said that further stock will be ordered and they urge everyone to buy through the official channels. They say individuals trying to resell shirts for an inflated price are, unwelcome, are an unwelcome byproduct of growth but will not succeed if supporters stick to official channels. That is in relation to... The fact that within minutes of the shirt being put online, the website had crashed. There were shirts going for £180 on eBay. They were listed for that anyway. It doesn't mean that they they were necessarily sold. But yeah, the only way that you can combat that market is by having lots of stock available and by having an easy online service and lots of stock in person as well. So fans don't have to resort to buying the new kit for inflated prices online and funding, you know, these crooks, basically these scalpers, who are just trying to make yeah. an easy buck. You know, it's it's really poor that. And again, the the club have Rit, their hands tied. Rit, There's some, not much they can do. About yeah, that. I mean, Rich. Some people,
1: I won't, I won't, I won't out them on here because maybe they'll think better and, and take it down. But some of these eBay sellers, their names were obvious. Like their names were obvious. Some of them followers. I mean, like I, you know, some of them were were followers. I, I found them in thirty seconds. Um, Thank you for listening. It was. Yeah, there you go. And I just thought, why? What I do, do, look, on the the kit fiasco, the morning fiasco, what I would say is I feel for the club in the sense that, you know, Sean Harvey came on the podcast, said 35,000 shirts. We don't know exactly the breakdown on, you know, is it an even split over the three? Is it more home shirts? I don't know. I'm not privy to the exact order. But he came on, said 35,000 shirts. If the club for just just let's just pluck a number if the club went and ordered 50,000 home shirts alone 50,000 of those united shirts and i don't know they sell 12,000 and they're left with 38,000 just in a back room or like in a warehouse somewhere then the club are going to be accused of you know cocking up their forecast and and being left with a load of dead stock that that they can't shift highly unlikely given the probability and, and the kind of um, you know, the, the, the boost it's going to get the spike it's going to get after season two of the documentary, I understand that. And then you obviously under, under prepare in terms of, well, not under prepare, but you under forecast, you low your you forecast and suddenly, you know, people are saying, why haven't you got a load more given the population of America and, and the popularity that's coming with Wrexham. So I don't envy them in that sense, but in terms of, you know, announcing in advance, there's going to be a pre-order, you know, there's going to be a rush on the servers Servers are very temperamental things. These web servers. I, I was surprised how overwhelmed it got, given gi- just given the huge, you know, the huge interest and huge appeal in Rexham now. Maybe, maybe it was just above and beyond even what they wildly anticipated. But I mean, Canadian Red Dragons, one of the kind of um, prominent sort of supporter groups, supporter accounts on on um, Twitter. I mean, tweeted, "I went to order a single kit. I somehow ordered two. I think that's not the end of the world, really was charged for six. Now I have $776 on hold in my account. Send help. A few people were saying they were charged multiple times. I know the club rectified this pretty quickly, which was good. And I saw someone else put they were in the shop and the shop staff were answering the phones to loads and loads of complaints, which again, nobody would have envied that job that day. But I don't know, another, another learning curve because suddenly all the nationals, BBC, all the kind of papers, Goal, all these different websites were running stories of Wrexham's you know kit fiasco sort of thing and that that's going to be the norm now you know Wrexham will make headlines everything they do everything they do I mean look Louis Lloyd on last week's podcast I mean he there were a couple of articles about him um just from the podcast of what he said um so that's how big time Wrexham is now Wrexham is a traffic driver to these websites I know firsthand I see it firsthand um so yeah just I uh, what I would say uh, to people have seen all these articles about Rex and don't bite on it too much and and if the clubs see it and 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 aren't a fan, I mean if it's you know, it's it's sort of to be expected now, it's i guess get used to it.
0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with muck delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com i guess that is another point isn't it Nath, that the, the club have at least tried to have that dialogue between fans this week they've at least put statements out giving us updates on, on where they're up to and i suppose that's been a criticism in the past maybe that it's, it's sometimes you can go quiet or stay silent during you know moments like that when it's a bit problematic and, and not not the best but I think that you know you've got to give them credit. They've they've at least put content out content out of there, and you know they've actually tried hundred to, to try keep fans in the loop of what's happening, why it's happened. So yeah, still got to be TV issues as we we cope with this new demand and and all that. And you know, there's so much more interest now in the club. And I don't think anyone in their wildest dreams could have imagined it to be this big. I don't think either of us expected it to ever get this big, and it's still surreal. So I think everyone is learning as they go along. So I am going to give the the club credit for that and, and a bit of slack. I agree. I was just, quickly, I was going to we're going
1: to have to order. Do, do we now? Because we're giving the club a little bit of stick. Do we have to order now, like fifty thousand Rob Ryan red t-shirts, and just see how many we keep him keep in back bedroom? I think we'd, think we'd sell
0: about two, know. and that's probably to family members, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> fancy taking that sort of risk ourselves.
1: Well, if anyone if anyone wants some kind of merch, like I don't know anything little that I could probably bring over to the US, stickers or. I don't know, anything. If you've got any ideas of what, what maybe we could... The, what would you want that had Rob Ryan Red on it? Maybe you would want nothing. Maybe you would want something. Um, let us know. Email is robryanred@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Got a message this week, Rich, from before you get into the ticketing from Jesse Harrington asking about Ben Foster. Was happy about that. Will Ben Foster play in the US Friendly? The answer, we don't know
0: because he's got his family holiday booked. Yeah, he said on his uh, podcast this week that He's been able to move a few things around, but he's planned to be retired this summer. So, loads of his plans were, were made around the, the kids' school holidays. He has got a holiday still booked in that they can't move. So, he's going to miss a little bit of pre season. That's all been agreed. That was part of him signing his, his new deal. I suppose it remains to be seen what part of the summer he will miss, but mm. it's not the end of the world. We've seen that he's matched fit enough and, you know, he might miss. A game. There's no suggestion though, so I don't want to speculate on it really because that's that's, I it, that's it. That's it. That's it. I've got a clue. So. No suggestion, and I, I would think, I would think,
1: just as as a fan, like I said, no suggestion that it is the the US tour is missing. Um, there's plenty more weeks before that that they'll be in pre season, but I hope he does go, and I hope for the fans because we saw with the TST uh, how great the fandom was out there, and and to get the you know and that wasn't respectfully that wasn't the first team out there apart from Mark Howard, so um yeah i'm excited for that i'm excited hopefully i'm sure i want to go out i'm sure i want to come up against man united as old team chelsea be a great great occasion um but yeah so i rudely interrupted you when you were getting you were going to get onto ticket prices so fire
0: away wrexham have announced that there will be a three pound increase compared to the 2022-23 season ticket prices so that means that tickets in the wrexham lager stand or or the macron stand be £24, and in the tech end, the university end, it'll be £22 for adults there. Um, if you buy tickets in person, there'll be an extra £1 to pay as well, so it's cheaper to get your tickets online the next season as well, um, and that will also help out with less on-the-day sales in person and helping with the sort of fluid situation in the ticket office as well. It means that they can spend more time on serving customers, which, you know, is the priority on a match day. Nath, it's an interesting one, isn't it? We've got the new ticket exchange uh, platform coming in as well, which you know should be interesting to see how that actually functions. I can kind of see both sides of the argument on this one. Inevitable that prices were going to rise, I think, with promotion. You're getting a better product. You're getting, you know, a higher quality level of football by by definition of being in the in the league above. Ticket prices didn't rise for that that much under the WST during the last few years. They were also frozen, weren't they, during the first year? Of the takeover. But you might say it's only £3. For some people, that is a hell of a lot of money. It, they really have to count every single penny. I'm very fortunate that I've already got my season ticket sorted for next season. So I don't have to go into this melee of trying to get tickets on a game by game basis. And, you know, I'd only be buying a ticket for me. I'm not trying to take my whole family there. You know, you might say it's only £3. If you're buying four tickets, that's an extra £12. It really does add up. And this is at a time. In which the inflation rate in the UK is a record high of eight point seven percent, the ticket increase represents a fourteen point three percent increase. So inflation at eight point seven, ticket price increases at fourteen point three. Like I said, I can see both sides of the argument on this. The club will say that, you know, this is just in line with what other football league clubs charge. You're getting a better product. The bottom line is Wrexham could charge You could maybe not double that, but you could charge a lot more than that and still sell out every single week. They're cashing in on the market that is there, the interest that is there. But it's a drop in the ocean. Even if Wrexham sell these extra seven hundred tickets that are put to one side on a match day basis, what is that? You know, times three pounds, two thousand one hundred. You know, two grand a a week. I know over the course of the year that adds up. But Wrexham getting these new sponsorships. You know, it's the Stoke Grace course. You've got United Airlines on the kit. Could they maybe have just kept prices as they were for, for another year? What do you think of this? It It's such
1: a tricky one because I know that there'll be people that now can't go. That if, if they get the op- you know they'll renew their membership, I don't know, next month. But they're going to struggle to afford to go regularly. Maybe they have to reduce the amount of games. Club will say that's just unfortunate um, that people can no longer go, but is a byproduct of running a business, and, and usually the reply will always be about, you know, sustainability and wanting to be self-sustainable and if you want, you know, if you want the best players and all this has got to come from somewhere but you would think that with you know, the, the sponsorships are going to be far and above anything else in, in League 2, probably even League 1. Um, you know, we don't know the length of those deals, those sponsorship deals so they weren't made public, and I don't know the answer to that. Um, but I don't know, in 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 business I mean, how far does goodwill actually stretch i mean eventually eventually they're going to make business decisions that make money um and that's why local sponsors have eventually paved the way for huge global machines basically global global corporate machines um you know centenary is now kind of uh entry on payment you know so all things all things will change kits are now what i mean there was a lot of talk about the price of a kid's kit wasn't it the the shirt shorts and socks were Signal, I mean, what was it in 80 pound reach or something like that? 80 something like that. I know some guy was saying that it was costing a hell of a lot for a six year old and three year old. The argument is always don't buy it or don't go if you can't afford to do so. Um, but yeah, to be nearly double the price of inflation is always going to be a kick in the teeth because you know, what's it, 8.1% and 14.3% or something. Um, yeah, but if you've got a season ticket, I know it won't affect you, but I'm, I'm at least heartened to see that some people have got the empathy to the situation on Twitter, you know, sis, and on social media saying, look, you know, it, it is, it is sort of what it is, but it's also, you can be disappointed at the same time. It, it, It's a cost increase at a time when a lot of people don't have, I mean, they barely have the means to get the season ticket. They're just scrambling out together. So for, you know, friends and family that, that couldn't get that and, and are going week to week, it's now become even more of a luxury
0: exactly i know was it last season there was that um sort of initiative launch as well with Robin ryan where they were trying to give away tickets to local people as well and people who couldn't afford to go to was that racecourse that... live racecourse live yeah it was live i think yeah yeah i wasn't entirely sure um where we're up to that and if you've got any experience of that actual sort of initiative then please do let us know because i'd love to be able to, to tell those stories as well and how you've been able to go to a Wrexham game even at this time when maybe previously you couldn't. But yeah, I think that's the, the point, isn't it, Nate? That from a business point of view and Wrexham are a business now, we're not just a local football club. I know it's going to be so difficult to keep community at the heart of things going forward, but that's what they're trying to do. From a, a purely business point of view, of course, you've got to try and monetize and cash in on the increased interest because that is that is just sensible to, to do from a business point of view. But I have real empathy and I feel sorry for those people who, who are going to be severely affected by this. And just because you listening or wherever you be might not be directly affected, that doesn't mean that it, it doesn't matter and it's not an important issue to raise. And I hope that going forward as well as part of our sort of duty as fan representatives in this position we're in, eh, for Rob Brown Red, that if there are any issues that you feel strongly about you want raised, then please don't hesitate to get in touch. Rob Brown Red across all social media channels and, and robryanred at gmail.com as well we can't always guarantee we'll get you a resolution or, or answers but we will be able to at least voice your concerns and hopefully have them listened to by the people that matter most so yeah thank you very much for all your comments on that on social media and stuff we do read a lot of it as well so yeah keep keep that up and like I said if there's any other issues going forward then please don't hesitate to raise them with us hey.
1: Rich, moving on, I, 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 there was a lot of chatter. Did you see this this week? Um, Wales manager Rob Page was asked about none other than Super Paul Mullen. Asked about his selection and it it caused a bit of a stir because it seemed like he was complimenting him one minute, calling him, you know, a, a rat that's like a, a nuisance and, and is a nightmare for defenders. And then at the same time... It's being called a rat, isn't it? That's the ultimate compliment. Well, I'm going to read you his comments. So he he basically said he's like a rat and I want that. So I guess it was a compliment. But the comments were, I'm going to say, strange and not backed up by... I don't know how they're not backed up by facts. I don't don't get how... um, So here's what the Wales boss said. So he said, um, you know, he was asked about, look, Moen has previously won the League 2 Golden Boot. He's now into the fourth tier, he's doing this and that. Like, is he in your thinking, is he in your mind? Rob Page said, Forget what he's done up until now. If he is playing in League 2 and he's scoring goals, then we will look at him and consider him. But there is a massive gap from where he's been up to League 2. We will keep monitoring him, and if he keeps scoring goals as he goes up the levels, he'll prove himself. That was part one, and before you jump in, Rich, he continued, I watched him against Sheffield United, I was very impressed by him just from a work rate point of view. I wouldn't want to play against him. He's a pain in the backside. Forget his, skull, forget his goal scoring and his eye for goal. I like him because he's a pain to play against. He's like a rat and I want that. But if you go back to the first part, Rich, we will keep monitoring If he keeps scoring goals as he goes up the levels, he'll prove himself. What, what has Paul Mullin, if anything, got to prove in League 2,
0: having already finished top scorer in the division? Top goal scorer in the division... Team of the season, player of the year. He's just won the Golden Boot in the FA Cup. He's been in the, you know, he's been Le- League 2 team of the season and League 2 team of the year. What more do you want from this man? What What do you want? I don't, I don't, but, like, you know, what more has he got to prove? What can he do this season in League 2
1: that uh, maybe you could even say, look, I wasn't watching him before. You know, you could all gentlemen say at Cambridge, so same, I wasn't watching yeah. them yeah, closely. So the before
0: he joined yeah. Re- joined Wrexham, he was EFL League Two Player of the Year. He was EFL League Two Team of the Season, EFL League Two Top Goal Scorer, PFA Team of the Year, Cambridge United Player of the Season. He did it all. He did everything you could do, and he won the league. He has completed League Two already. So it's just a nonsense excuse. It's an absolute nonsense excuse. I don't care. I, I, there's no one in the Wales team who offers what he does. And as a and Wales supporter, I think it is Wales's loss because he would be okay, I'm not saying he'll be starting games ahead of the quality because there is a real still gulfing quality between him and players like Brennan Johnson at the very top end. And, you know, I love watching him sure, all play sure. for Wales. But having Paul Mullen on the bench would be an absolute ace up our sleeve I just think it's such a missed opportunity I know there's always been complaints in the past from, from from the Wales selection point of view I remember when Christian Doidge was getting overlooked all the time at Hibs and I know Tom Bradshaw got overlooked a while uh, before he came back in he's had a great season with Millwall and I just feel that Paul Mullen is as good as most strikers in the Wales setup and yeah, I just think it's an absolute huge missed opportunity not to have him selected but Wells' losses Wrexham's. Rich, game. what yeah, what I would say two is twofold. I'm very
1: eager for him to keep playing for Wrexham and, and not, you know, be missing matches for international duty. That would be one. But secondly, there's also the debate whenever it gets brought up about Mullen, Aaron Collins in League One, very talented. You know, was he League One player of the year? Has he got that on his resume? Maybe. I'm not hundred percent sure. 100% sure. But you know, Aaron Collins, a very good player, he can't get a look in either. He also can't get in the Rex in the in the Rex, I and mean, he can't get in the Whale setup for whatever reason. But I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I also don't think it's helpful for Rob Page to come out. Maybe, maybe, maybe him coming out and summarily dismissing it and saying I'm not going to pick a player in League Two would come across much harsher, and maybe would be demotivating and demoralizing to players I don't think Mullen would be that type he wants to get promoted and and do well anyway um to come out and say you know if he scores goals in league two if he proves himself in league two then he'll be under consideration I mean Aaron Collins is in league one isn't getting a look in and even if I come out and say you know Mullen is better than Aaron Collins if I say that he's already proven it he's like you just you just rattled it off what he's done in League 2, so if he if he matches all that this season, Wrexham will win the league or get promoted, he'll be best player in the division by far, which he has every capability to be in but he won't have proved anything to me anyway, I don't know if he'll have proved anything to you, I don't know if he'll have proved anything to many people but he's going into this season for me with absolutely nothing to prove um, because he's been there and done it and got the t-shirt and I'm sure it still fits so what Rob Page is on about there I have absolutely no idea
0: No. and Yeah, Aaron Collins, like you said there, was League One player of the season. 15 goals and 11 assists for Bristol Rovers. They finished 17th in League One, but he's still got player of the year. So two players being overlooked there, I think, for the Wales national team. But of course, it would mean other pros have to miss out. And I suppose that this period of transition for the Wales national team, of course, you've had, had what, Williams, Gunter, Bale and Allen all retire from international duty. They probably do want some consistency in terms of the senior pros in the squad. So you can't maybe have too much change. I know there's been some new faces in there, but yeah, I don't get it. I really don't get it on that one. Rich, 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 I don't want to be, I
1: don't want to labour the point too much and I don't want to come across as, you know, too misty-eyed towards a Wrexham player. Obviously a Wrexham podcast and many people listening will be Wrexham fans. But if you're looking in those forward options... What strikers are there that are similar in mould to Paul Mullin? You know, you mentioned Kiefer Moore, Brennan Johnson. Is Brennan Johnson better out wide in a four-three-three? Is he better more as a pacey winger? You know, I've watched a bit of Nottingham Forest. Can blow very hot and cold, especially as a finisher. Kiefer Moore is more of a target man, which you wouldn't is not is not how you would describe Paul Mullin. Aaron Collins, I can't. I'm going to hold my hands up and say I haven't watched lots and lots of him, but clearly knows where the back of the net is. It's just interesting to me because squads should have different types of players that give you different options, whether it, whether that be in training or late in a game or or different opposition. Who is like Mullin? Do you think? And I, maybe maybe you can hold your hands up and say you don't know either, but. I don't think there are many like him with his gait, the way he runs, the way he hustles, the way he finishes. I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit misty-eyed with Rex and bit, bit uh, starry-eyed. But I, I really think that, you know, to not get him in for a camp, just to have him even train, get a closer look at him, I think is surely a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, well, you've got Dan James in there, of course, who's probably going to be moving, you'd say probably, back to the Premier League this summer if an offer came in for him. You know, he just been relegated. With Leeds, like I said, Bradshaw, who impressed with Millwall in the championship. Nathan Broadhead, who, of course, scored on his debut, the equaliser against Croatia. So, vindicated to have him back. Good season at Ipswich as well. And then you've got Liam Cullen, who uncapped from Swansea, 24 years old. I I can't say I can compare Mullen to to Cullen. Um, So, difficult one to say. Luke Harris in midfield, (laughs) 18. (laughs) Mullen to Cullen. You know, like, bet, you know what I mean but they're, they're not, not full of, they're, Jordan but they're not they're Birmingham, not aren't you who's a
1: 218 year old a lot of future, those are, a lot of those are not directly right comparable right now, right? is what I'm saying yeah yeah, what I'm saying well, is well, is the that, thing, like Dan J- Dan James right right Dan James and Paul Mullen are not directly comparable Dan James is a is a, is a better footballer that yeah but that he's also just a, a better footballer as proven by the level he's at Paul Mullen's incredibly talented but Dan James is a Premier League footballer who was at Man United not that long ago. So, you know, I'm, I'm not suggesting that for the second, but he's a winger. But my point being that there aren't many... Wales haven't got many, right now, many players that are getting 20, 30-plus goals. So, you know, let's see what Mullen does. I'm sure he can do it again in League 2. Aaron Collins is getting 15 in League 1. You know, what would Mullen be getting in League 1 right now? We don't know. It's a hypothetical, but not to even get him in for a camp and to come out and say that, you know, if, if he scores goals this season, he'll have proved himself a load of absolute guff.
0: Nath away from the pitch as well. Final pre-season match announced for to take on Philadelphia Union. That'd be an interesting way for us to end the tour. Really exciting, nice for us to to be heading to Philly. Yeah, what do you make of it? What do you make of that summer schedule though? Because it's exciting. You know, LA Galaxy 2, we've got Philadelphia Union 2, we've got United Academy, we've got Chelsea. You know, it's high profile, exciting. Is that the preparation you want though, for a return to the Football League? Rich, it's
1: one of them... Where you know as well as I do, pre season can either mean absolutely everything or absolutely nothing. And more often than not, it can mean absolutely nothing. Um you know, you could have the best pre season and then you get slapped three nil in the first game and suddenly, you know, there's an inquest about your pre season. You could have what's perceived as a rubbish pre season and you hit the running you in five nil in your open day and, and suddenly it's sunshine and rainbows. So it's a tricky one. I mean, when we were in Portugal, we weren't exactly playing, you know, super super tough opposition. Um, Chelsea, I think, is is obviously the pick of the bunch. You'd imagine that they'll play some decent players. Pochettino's first game, I think, I, I do, you do just feel that you could do with one game here, um, in 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 kind of in in an environment where, we, which is more befitting of League Two. You know, I, I I'm no I've no doubt that Philadelphia Union two will be will be of a decent quality. I'm sure there'll be some good young players there. Um LA Galaxy two, they're struggling in the MLS next pro. I think they're second bottom. Um they're struggling a little bit. Um and then Man United Academy, I mean, you've covered some of those players through work. Physically, are they gonna be are they gonna be massively up for it against a Palmer, Toza, Hayden? I don't know. I don't want to be too. I don't want to be too discrediting because I haven't watched them, uh, and, and we'll soon find out. But um, it's exciting for the tour. For the tour, if anything else, it's an exciting tour, something new. But would I like maybe a couple more games before we go? Yeah, I, I would. I'd, I'd like a game or two here, either behind closed doors or or against. I don't know a League One, League Two team to to really feel it out and and, and get a feel for things.
0: I'd like a, a domestic match just for my own greed, so I can actually go to a, a preseason game because I'll be away this summer and, and not be able to watch Wrexham. But you know, I I don't want this to be a negative podcast. I I personally don't think no, we're we're all right. We're good I, this week. I don't either. Yeah, I just don't see um, it. I I'm not that bothered by it. It's from covering Man United games in preseason and it's often seeing how overhyped it is the other way around. Where. Was well, so the last summer United had an unbeaten pre-season. They were playing free-flowing football. They beat <laughs> Liverpool. They lose to Brighton on the opening day and then lose to Brentford 4-0. You know, it counts for absolutely nothing. Pre-season for the top teams and the, and the bigger sides. And, you know, they are just global PR exercises and chance to to build your commercial side of things and, and sell more merchandise and to grow the brand. And from Wrexham's point of view, I think that is really important at the moment. They've got to capitalise on this forward momentum. It's the first chance they've they've had to actually go to the States. You know, last season it couldn't happen because of the uncertainty regarding the potential playoff final, the the, the early season start date as well. So I don't begrudge the team whatsoever for going out to the States this summer. And to be honest, what happens on the pitch is almost irrelevant to me. As long as the players is a player I mean, I we, mean... We, we, we're, we're a win yeah. machine. We've got the core nucleus of a squad. we know <laughs> the formation we're going to play. Everyone knows their role. Yes, there might be a new, few new faces, but in terms of what happens on the pitch... I really do think this summer's not irrelevant or redundant, but it's just got to be an exercise of building up match sharpness, and I really don't think it matters that much.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it because, like I say, I'm going to the first two matches, um, and it's quite funny, actually. I get, not daily, but I get a, a significant number of emails from LA Galaxy ticket office. I assume that they think I've just moved to LA and have suddenly decided I want to I, I start watching LA Galaxy 2. Which I don't know must have must have caused delight in the ticket office because I keep getting um I keep getting emails about do you want to come to this event we're hosting this tennis tournament and this you know do you want to get this this season ticket and do you want to come to this and that I mean look here's one for example um from a man called Dash Von Stade, which is an incredible name uh starting off but, but uh, this is Dash with LA Galaxy uh, I want to introduce yourself as I know you'll be in town. Um, you're in town in LA for the Wrexham match. Um, we're also hosting X, Y, Z, uh, the ultimate tennis showdown, which sounds very American and very good. Um, so if anyone's also been to that, let me know. I'm not currently, but who knows? Um, but I'm very excited, Rich, North Carolina. I fly out the, I think a day or two before, um, I'm looking forward to it. So as I, as I've said pretty many times, if you're going out there and you want to say hello and you listen to the podcast, introduce yourself as a listener. I'd be very thrilled to meet all of you, each and every one of you. Um, Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And really, Rich, it's just a kind of once-in-a-lifetime trip, especially for the fans that are over here. And even for the fans travelling across the States, this will be the first time ever that they've seen some of these players in the flesh. You know, if they haven't made it over, if they haven't made the pilgrimage to Wrexham, this is the first time they'll see Paul Mullin and and Ollie Palmer and Aaron Hayden and Ben Tozer. And, you know, that's something we take for granted week after week. I know we moan about going to... um, you know,
0: Bromley or... Bur- we are going about a lot Wood of things or... with podcast, don't we? I think that's for people we... realise. They're longer for the I... season to return, so we'd be all smiles again and go, well, <laughs> we're matches.
1: Yes, we're, we're fine, we're fine. We just It's just part of our DNA, I think. It's just part of our wrecksome nature that might take years to shift, Rich. Maybe it'll take a long, long time to, to just be uber positive. I thought by the end I was quite positive, to be honest, at the end of the season. I thought I'd kind of um, moved across and, and, and you were kind of getting there by the end, but... Yeah, I mean, Philadelphia Union, I, mean, I, I
0: think... think that I think I'm trying to be more the other way that I think lots of things we're worried about this summer don't really matter, and I just can't wait for the football no. to come back, and for things to sort of resolve themselves again, for the football to take centre stage, and yeah, I yeah. can't wait for... It. And That's no, why I like no, that. Next, next week, that, next, next podcast will be delayed by day, because we'll have all the fixtures to get through. Like I said, the league, the League Cup, and the EFL trophy matches as well, so there's going to be so much to get into, and I, you know, I can't wait for it to start feeling real again. We can start plotting those away days, yeah, start plotting right. those trips of games we want to get to, put the, the work requests in now. And, yeah, I just can't wait, mate. I just cannot wait for the new season. Uh, that's something. Uh, that's why the TST thing was so good. Uh, and go and listen. And thanks to all
1: the people that listened to that podcast with Louis. And I know the Liam Grimshaw audio was a little bit sketchy, but um, still made some really good points in there. Um, but that's why that was so good, Rich, because people are just craving football now. And women's World Cup this summer, I'm sure you know a lot of the people will be interested in that, especially with interest growing interest in our women's team. Um, but it's yeah, it's just crying out for matches now, and I'm very excited. I'm I'm counting down the days now, about a month until I fly out to uh, New York and then North Carolina for the games. Um, quick pit stop in New York. Very much looking forward to it. So. Next week, we're going to be able to... It'll all feel very real. Who, who who do we get in the Pizza Cup? Who do we get in the Carabao Who can you get in the first round of the Carabao Cup? Is that like Premier
0: League or is that... that Everyone below later? Premier League. Championship teams are below. Oh. Second round is the 12 Premier League teams not in Europe. I've researched this today, don't you worry. God, who, and then, who, who would... And like who, you said, the Pizza who, Cup... Who'd be the biggest... Be... Who'd be the
1: biggest draw then for, in terms of like the the championship for Carabao Leeds. Cup? Leeds. Like? Sunderland? Leeds. Leeds, Leeds away. Done, Leeds, Leeds away. I, I mean, it's a long way, but I've never done it. Sunder... have you been to Sunderland?
0: No, I've not been to. Sunderland. I feel like you have. But... Oh, you've known? No, I was offered. Not... I was meant to go to a United youth game there, but I could not be bothered on the day. <laughs> uh, like well, I don't Wednesday know. Maybe, night, well, maybe even a Monday night, and I would have had to drive to Sunderland at like four p.m. to watch United, and they inevitably never to be lost <laughs> anyway. So there would have been no post right. access. So. Yeah, I'm glad I dodged the lead, but leads Le- Leeds would be good. Leeds leads
1: would be a big one. That would be that would be mega. Um broke Cup and I don't know when did the Premier League. I'm quizzing you now because I know you've done the research. When did the Premier League come into round three? Round four?
0: Round two? The the twelve round teams in oh, so Europe come in from round two. Oh, so you could get. So we're talking about we've just we've Tottenham. just traded in.
1: We've we've just them in the FA Trophy. We've traded in the FA Trophy for
0: the Carabao Cup. Look at so I mean, Wrexham could yeah. competitively be playing Chelsea by, what, August, September? Is it sort of first oh, week September be, round two, I think?
1: Yeah, that'd be unbelievable, wouldn't it? Yeah. That I makes me think like I, I want well. a,
0: home draw, a home draw for the first Just game. A exactly. winnable home game. And I'm also really intrigued, we'll discuss this next week, but I'm really intrigued to see how Wrexham's attendances are affected by the Papa John's Trophy, because... Usually, it's boycotted by fans. It's really, really low attendance figures, particularly because there's Premier League under twenty-one teams in there. Say no to the B League and all that. But Wrexham have so much intrigue and interest in the club at the moment, and that might be the only opportunity for fans to get to matches. And tickets will likely be produced for that. So, well, well, Ridge,
1: and it, it wasn't it the wasn't it Sean Harvey's brainchild? Uh, he was very involved in in setting up the. the the Papa John's trophy. I mean, that was something that I know when he was at the EFL, he was pushing for. So you'd imagine that Wrexham would, I mean, want to, want to, want to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Kind of not, not undervalue that competition. Obviously there'll be changes, but you'd imagine that will incentivize going to those games for sure, because it's, it's something that, you know, a key figure at the club was so integral in setting up. So we'll see. Um, I know that all the under twenty one teams they all play away, don't they? So there's no trip to Anfield or Old Trafford or anything like that on the cards. They always play away. So um, intriguing. We'll get we'll get more into that next week in terms of the actual formats because I know some people messaged this week and said on YouTube, I think it was, and said they'd never heard of the Papa John's Trophy and what are the formats of these things because it's more of a round robin group tournament that one. Um, so we'll get into all that next week, Rich, when we're probably a little bit more sumbent than I already am. And who knows? We might have more kits. We might have a player. We don't know. Anything could happen in the week of Wrexham.
0: Anything could happen. Watch this space. Keep up to date with it all. Rob Brian, Red on all your social medias. Thank you very much to Red 10 People Development for making the podcast happen. Thank you very much to our new sponsor as well, Talk Sport. We are delighted to be part of their fan network and thank you once again to rex and bass band hypnotic for letting us use their music and the stings take care we'll see you again next time it's the 90th minute all your mates are around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got butt for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order McDelivery delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.